Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 28, Phineas and Ferb Get Busted. So this is the one where they're sent off to a reform school because they got busted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, right, there's no point even even summarizing the rest of it because that's what we're going to be talking about. This is a very unusual so you, episode. So you can... Re- okay, I thought... I thought you were kind of like symbolizing, like I don't know what to say. So I thought, and this is the end of the episode. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, it was really crazy. We can't even bother. We can't even be bothered to talk about it. <laughs> right. So this one, it starts off forty-five seconds in. It starts off uh, right in the middle of the situation. Like it's, it starts off at like the ten-minute mark of a normal episode, right, where they're about to get busted, but then Linda comes back, and then she doesn't see it except she does. She does. The, what? The flying car of the future. It Today. Must be the end of the world. Uh, so then, yeah, it launches off to the rest of it. But of course, let's just go ahead and. It, it didn't actually, they didn't actually get busted, right? What actually happened? It was a dream. But was whose dream? The figure of your imagination. Perry's. Right. So Perry was dreaming. That Candace was dreaming. That Phineas and Ferb got busted. Yes, it's very a very convoluted and intricate uh, conclusion to the episode. It, my favorite part, but I didn't add, was when, because I didn't know if it would make sense or not. Like, everyone's just staring at Perry, and then the Alka SWAT team just comes oh. in. Out of, every, out of anything, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ferb says, so after Candace was talking about her dream at the breakfast table she's like oh right the part about perry he was like a secret agent he had a hat and then well don't spoil my number two and then ferb said perhaps that's where he disappears to every day and then yeah that's when they played the little bit of music and it seemed like that was the end of the episode and then in and then in came the the uh well that they actually had the name yet the alka like i don't know what it actually said the hop 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 and that's when we found out it was Perry having a nightmare. So this episode... Also, can I just point out how um, unaware these characters are? Like, um, the only person I think would discover Perry's secret identity is Candace. That's the only person. P- Phineas is never going to figure that out. I mean... <laughs> well, maybe your cat does the same thing. How would you know? I'm not here all the day. Oh. They're there all home. But but they're not paying attention. Remember, they're always like, oh, wait, where's Perry? I've definitely heard you ask where your cat is. This episode was... I've tried. I've tried communicating with it. It won't talk. This episode was originally called At Last. I have documented evidence because... We searched it up. Uh, back when I first was watch we first watched the show. We went on a car trip and I took our TiVoed episodes and burned them onto a DVD back in like two thousand nine. And so we started it up. I found the DVD and the title of the episode was At Last. But at some point they changed it to Phineas and Ferb Get Busted. Hmm. So we had two guest stars in this episode. We start with Morty Williams. He is clearly supposed to be a play on Geraldo Rivera. Who? Geraldo Rivera. 
uh, talk show host from like I don't know, 20, 20, 30 years ago. And I oh, guess I remember him. And and he would do these these sort of like sting operation kind of things. But the funny part is he's actually also voiced by Geraldo, which I did not realize. But the sergeant is voiced by Clancy Brown, who... Charlie Brown? No, Clancy Brown, who is, to me, best known as Kurgan from Highlander. I do not recommend anybody watch that movie. He's also known for... He was on ER for a little while. I think he's currently on uh, The Goldbergs. He's some teacher or principal or something at that school. Oh, he's a PE teacher. No. Right? No. Is he the grandpa? No. Is he the dad? He's not a regular character. I've seen him on there a couple times. He's this guy. Oh, yeah. I don't know who he is. Yeah. So the formula, we figure score is a seven, but it's a really weird seven. I do. Because everything was all mixed up. Like, Linda is coming back from her daily excursion, which was... Fishing? Right at the beginning of the episode. Also, can I ask, can I ask, uh, do you fish like that? Do you, like, hold the stick and there's a fish attached to it? I thought there was, like, a bucket. I've never went fishing, so I have no idea. But if you know, email us at calianerdad at gmail.com. Ha 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 ha. All right, well, we got that one covered. <laughs> they said, oh, there you are, Perry, again, right at the beginning. And otherwise, the rest of it was, Dr. Doofenshmirtz does say curse you, Perry the Platypus, but he's barely in it at all. There's actually like no B story at all. Or if there is, the A story is Phineas and Ferb, the B story is Candace. And as far as I know what we're going to do today. Candace said, I know what I'm going to do today. And then they were trying to say, hey, Ferb, I know what we're going to do today and kept getting sprayed with water. And they did finally say it at the end. It wasn't Isabella that said, what you doing? <laughs> it was the sergeant. When did he say what that? What you do? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, and of course, this is not on the recurring, uh, it's a recurring gag, not on the uh, formula, but the aren't you a little young? Uh, the sergeant said, aren't you a little female to be Morty Williams? Uh, while we're still here on the formula, there was a song, actually two, three, actually three, arguably four. Arguably, we'll, we'll we'll get to that that fourth one. That's in in my favorites. So there's a song called "The Good Life" early on when Candace is happy that her brothers are gone, and then there's the song "Little Brothers" when Candace Little is sad brothers. that her brothers are gone. I tried to kick it. Whenever, mind you missed it. I heard a little bit of it. Little brothers. My voice cracked and I ruined it all. <clears throat> and then there's the longer song, Chains on Me. Got these chains on me. Who's singing that one, Kelly? Dan. Yes, the one who does the voice for <laughs> Dr. Doofenshmirtz. It's this very similar to the voice he used when he sang as Candace with E-V-I-L-B-O-Y-S. I could never sing these songs because my voice is too small. Is that is what I call my voice small? 
So I've got a cup. Before we get into our favorites, I do have a couple other observations about the episode that I wanted to make. Uh, a couple of references. I think. I mean, the part where they're they're being indoctrinated and being shown like that this that is wrong. It's immorally wrong to use your imagination. And they're sitting there in their chairs, and their eyelids are being held open. That's a, cl- a reference to a Clockwork Orange. What? Definitely not a kids show. And when the car, why are you watching this? It's not that I've watched it. It's that I just I just know it from the culture. The car when when Candace accidentally knocks the car off the cliff and it falls looks just like when Wiley e. Coyote would fall chasing the Roadrunner. Did you catch that reference? No. It's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Right, well, and not to find that. Out. I don't watch '80s cartoons. Yeah, well, Let's that, just that hide definitely, the fact. That definitely is more like from the '50s and '60s or '40s. Okay. Wait. And Animaniacs doesn't count. And then, <sighs> and then there are tw- two different times when they make lots of references to previous episodes. Once a bunch of times. Uh, one time is when the during the Little Brothers song. There, there's like nine different flashbacks to to bits and pieces from earlier in the season, and the other time, well, that's part of one of my top five. So maybe we should just get into the top five. Yay! Who's gonna start, Callie? Uh, I have the good ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there we have no overlap on our lists here. So you're gonna get ten different moments from this double length episode. The there's a third one, the fourth one. There's the fourth double length episode. Okay, go ahead and start, Callie. What do you got for number five? Um, my number five is when Candace is trying to break in to get her brothers. She says, yes, hi, I'm clearly Morty Williams. I just thought that was funny. And that brings us to... And then that's when he said, aren't you a little female? And I'm Morty like, Williams. don't spoil it. And then she's like, well, the, the, you know, the camera adds masculinity. Uh, my number five is when Candace is relating her dream... And then she gets to the point and she's like, and then Jeremy came over and and then Jeremy comes over and says certain things. <laughs> because what he'd said in the dream was was as he asked her to marry him. Okay. My number four is when Morty Will when Candace turns on the TV and it's on the Morty Williams show, it says, My kid is bad and I want to blame others. Dad didn't know that, yeah, and I, mi- I pointed that out. Yeah, I missed that one. That was pretty good. That's that's and yet it's not that's on your what list. a lot of people. Well, I, mean, I, I didn't catch it. That's what a lot of people feel like, though, right? Mm-hmm. The my number four is very early on when she said, "Why do you think you could do this without permission?" And Phineas says, "Well, we got all of our permits. There, all our permits are in order, or something like that." And she says, "I mean, my permission," and then. Right after that, Phineas said, but we got your permission. We do this sort of thing all the time. And then she started thinking back to all of the things that Candace had said, where she said, you know, Phineas and Ferber building a roller coaster. Phineas and Ferber doing this and this. And they listed 13 different things, all of which are, pre- are previous episodes of the show. So again, that inner continuity. My number three is right after that. Um, it's when Linda tries to apologize to Candace and it's like she starts off by saying all those times I called you delusional mocked you to my friends behind your back 
and then she was keeping stuff down in her diary with an eye to stand-up comedy. That was funny. That was my number six, but I had to cut it to get down to the top five. Uh, my number three follows right up on Callie's number one. So how about if I hold off and do my number three then? Okay. My number two is Perry has a hat? <laughs> and just the way he tips his hat, it's like, smiles at him like, hey, how's it going? Uh, my number two is when Candace is trying to figure out what she's going to go bust him out and then Jeremy walks in and and that's like the first clue that this is a dream because he just appears but then they give an explanation because she says where'd you come from he goes uh there is a huge gaping hole in the side of your house I would have been more surprised if it was <laughs> um, I would have been more surprised if the hole was just fixed I yeah well the more likely then that would have been a dream you were you were making a comment not too long ago about how, you know, well, it was after the one where they're in England and Dr. Doofenshmirtz has the flamethrower that basically lights him on fire. But then the next scene, he's all looking back to normal again. See, that's more normal cartoon stuff. So you would have expected the house just to be fixed, not to still have a big gaping hole in the side of it. And they're just oh, yeah, going that's along the as if everything thing. is normal. Oh, that's the unnormal thing. Yes. Also, I like to point out that her dreams are kind of normal, like like not normal, weird. Well, I mean normal for her, I guess, in the show, but it's weird to me a little bit because my dreams are boring now because of stupid school. Okay, my number one is an ad appears. Okay. I just wanted to add drama for my number one. That's all. My number one is the zebra comes on the screen. Mm, yes. Puppeting Baljeet. While Baljeet is puppet, puppeting, puppeting, yes. Um, Kansas's parents. And mm. the, the zebra says, I'm just as confused as you, Kevin. Yes. So this is the second appearance of the zebra that calls Candace Kevin. And every appearance of that zebra is amazing and so this ties into my number three uh again just to set up the scene what has happened is the sergeant has been knocked off the cliff and he puts his hands fingers in his ears goes la 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 and then hits the ground and is apparently dead and candace it's like, um, I hope he's, I th- I'm sure he's okay, right? And she turns and looks at Phineas and Ferb and they're juggling corn dogs and saying, Corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy. And then she turns back and sees her mom and dad and except that her mom has Baljeet's voice. And like Callie said, Baljeet yes, is- Yes, your contro- parents are here. And then Baljeet is controlling them and then the, then the zebra is controlling him. And then Jeremy walks up and- and proposes and at that point she says hold on i'm dreaming and jeremy says well that would explain the talking zebra oh no i see him all the time nah i see him all the time this is actually the freaky part so that takes me to my number one and my number one is actually that arguably fourth different song all instrumental when they're cleaning the bathroom because oh, that song. they take uh, or that rhythm. He's cleaning with the toothbrush, and then there's like, ching, ching, ding, 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 and just all the sound effects making the 
making the noise. And then the sergeant comes back in and says, and no funky rhythms. I feel like my school would have thought it's more of a rhythm than an actual song. And Phineas says, I thought it was more of a free-form jazz vibe. And at the end, they actually... Um, right, at the out. end, they, right, they, they have a slightly different... So you need to watch all the way through to the end because it seems like it's the same, but then at the very end, he comes back in and says, I said no funky rhythms! And then Phineas says... You're right, Fripp, that was a little funky. <laughs> So this was a really different episode. This is uh, completely out of the ordinary, but it was good. I liked it. This is setting, it gets much weirder. This is setting a, it's setting a really high standard. It seems like some of the better episodes are the ones that are twice as long, the double episodes. I wouldn't say this was my favorite. I would say it's my. Favorite? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's not my. It's not my favorite. It's. It's. But it, it definitely has a lot. A lot of interesting stuff going on in it. Well, we've already given you the email address. Now it's time for your phone number. I'm kidding. We've already given you Ferb's line. So that's it, I guess. Yeah. Just say goodbye as a normal person. Goodbye as a normal person. <laughs> <laughs>